0: Just get pucks deep,
1: you know, play the corners hard. Yeah. See if good things will happen for us. Yeah, we're back. It took us two tries, but we're back. <laughs> Willie whiffed on the recording. It wouldn't be his first day as the producer of the show if he didn't fan on the live recording. I did not crack my beverage. Just to be safe, I waited. I didn't get too antsy. I didn't welcome fan on this one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, welcome back, everybody. It's just dishing at ninety three. Um, joined by John Tude's tutor, my usual counterpart. Derek is not with us today, as we mentioned. He has a busy, busy couple weeks. He's going to be going down and death, so he's got to wrap some things up. We thought this would be a good time to uh, officially introduce the sweet Billy Boy, Willie Schaefer. He's going to be helping us out moving forward. Um, He's an addition to the trifecta. So we are now, what is that quartet? Is that two or is that four? That's a
0: good good word, Benny. I like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, We're, we're a four on four unit for, you know, even strength four on four in, you know, the Seneca silver league. That's what we do. (laughs) I go back to D tutor sits in front of the net and Derek rips clappers and we get, you know, nice tip in Geno's, but, uh, in all seriousness, folks, um, we're really stoked to have Willie with us. It's been something. One of the big pieces we've been working on during this whole break is bringing in a additional brain to help continue to grow and expand the show. Um, our original content guy for ninety plus episodes um, just overwhelmed with um, you know his own work a little bit, and we just wanted to get a new direction in there, uh, and figure out, it takes time to figure out how you can replace somebody as skilled as our boy Kyle. So, um, took some time a lot of talks, a lot of negotiations. It's been a couple weeks, you know, a hard table negotiation here with Willie's agent and attorney, but we got him. We got him. Here he is. So, uh, Willie, the floor is yours before, uh, you know, we really, really jump into things here, buddy.
2: Why only have one quick?
1: Since it's this the stars of the show.
2: Make sure make sure the labels are out, gentlemen. You gotta Chris, have it out. Green is a
1: whistle, as they say. Look at
2: that. Cheers, gents.
1: Shout out to Labat. Oh, man.
2: No, but uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's been... Jeez, yeah. I don't know how long it's been. I mean, we talked about it around golf last year, but, you know, things yeah. started picking up. And... Uh, time started opening up a little bit the manager reached out to me and he was (laughs) like hey you got to take a break from golf a little bit and uh do a little justition." but appreciate you guys this is really cool
1: yeah man it's gonna be uh i know you're big into you know getting back into your streaming and all of that stuff um it's just really a wheelhouse for you and i i just you know I myself, personally, talking with Tudor and Derek, and obviously the rest of the gang, and just dishing. It was uh, it was very well received when I pitched it, and when we all talked about it, it was something everybody was very excited about. So that's always good. And I just think the elements and the vision and the ideas that you're gonna have, and the experience you have in the streaming world, the golf world, and you know your hockey career, of course, right. Um, I think it's just going to be extremely valuable for us, and I would have been foolish to not ask you to jump in, buddy. So I'm glad I you're appreciate here. It. I'm stoked. Yeah,
2: everything everything kind of fits, right? Like, I followed you guys so long ago, and it was just because I liked what you did. It wasn't like, I didn't really know who was behind it, right? And it was so, it was like five, six years ago, and I remember I was in Hamburg, and some of the buddies were like, yo, like... Check out what these guys are doing. Like it was like lose for Hughes stuff, like just, just, just causing chaos and like, but having a personality and like doing it in the hockey world. So it was like something that I was drawn to. And then, you know, being able to start streaming during COVID, that was kind of just an outlet to see if I can be creative. Right. And for Mm -hmm. you guys to be like, Hey, come in here and, uh, and be creative. That's, that's a cool thing. That's really cool. So I appreciate it.
1: Love it um lots more to come from willie here and we got uh, aside from the lengthy contract negotiations that i'm that i'm being sarcastic about it was just you know going over the plan really but um aside from that most of the talks were what our plans are for the rest of the year we've already been off a little longer than we would want to ideally so we're going to get some of our momentum back and lots of big big stuff coming that we have been planning for a while and it's uh the, the vision starting to piece together a little bit for this podcast and we see where it goes, but, uh, yeah, there's the five minutes on the, uh, what do they call that? The housekeeping? Is that, is that the right word? I think that's a no. housekeeping. Let's get, let, let's, let's get down to it here. Um, I know in the beginning in the lobby, there were some things being thrown around, um, Tudor, unfortunately will have to miss some of the uh Sabers and Leafs game tonight um you know he's officially on the, the Sabers bandwagon as far as you know just hoping for a matchup against the Pens at some point cuz that would be a blast for us wouldn't it oh um, we'd have
0: to we'd have to live stream ourselves at the shop watching that if that happens
1: it's absolutely going to happen so it's not even a question but um no, you mentioned something, Tudor, where you said it's been on your mind. There was a couple things, but one yeah. really poked my attention because I was yeah. thinking about this last week too. So I'll just say it. You have some you have a beer league game later, and yep. you've been noticing some pet peeves a little bit. Some things have been, you know, really bothering you. And I I know this is kind of our safe space, if you will, that we get to talk about these things. So the floor is yours, my friend. Let's have a nice discussion here because I got a feeling some of these we're going to agree on and some we're going to disagree on. So it's going to be yeah. fun.
0: No, I I 100% think you hit the nail on the head there. I think we are going to disagree on some of this stuff. And as I mentioned to you guys, I think some of my takes on beer league may be considered, um, I don't know if hot takes are the right term, but you know maybe uh, unpopular opinions, we'll call them. Uh, but yeah, as I'm sitting here sipping on my blue light talking to you guys, nothing mm. I'd rather be doing than uh, talking about beer league hockey. And
1: hey, hey, what are you doing after this?
0: Dirty blue light waiting in the locker room. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I mean, there's just, I think we all know, right? Like anyone that plays, you know, men's league, beer league hockey understands you're going there. You're there to have a good time with your buddies. You're going to have a couple cold ones, you know, maybe before the game, after the game in the locker room, hanging out with the boys. That's what we all love to do. Right. But yeah. there's certain people in pet peeve. Number one, that drives me nuts. And this is especially, and I would say the lower level leagues where, so like the league I'm playing in tonight, Variety of skill levels, right? So you have everything from guys that played, you know, varsity hockey in high school, junior hockey beyond high school, all the okay. way down to guys who just started skating within the last year.
1: Bit of a smorgasbord. Exactly.
0: And my first pet peeve is guys that show up to beer league with the attitude that they're going to be the physical presence on their team. Right? The guys that watch the NHL and decide that they need to throw it around because they're gonna stick up for their teammates and do all this other stuff. like I'm sorry, a lot of guys in beer league, especially at the levels where there's guys that aren't as strong of skaters, um, mm-hmm. they they don't comprehend the difference between, Somebody lining another player up and hitting them, which obviously you can't do in a non contact beer league, and two guys who maybe aren't the strongest skaters and they just run into each other and the smaller guy falls, right? Yeah. Like that. And it drives me nuts when you get a couple guys who. You know, maybe aren't the strongest skaters, but they're out there like trying to have a good time, run into each other. And then their teammate comes up trying to be that physical presence and starts a scrum or starts a fight like, bro, it's not that serious. We're going to work tomorrow. It's 1030 on a Tuesday yeah. night.
1: Yeah, right. More- See, I'm,
0: I'm, I
2: don't mind that. I, I If he's going to do it because he wants to be that tough guy, that's fine. But if someone's going to do that because they're lacking in skill. Or they know that they're not keeping up and they're like, I have to play the body, or like, I have to do this to, to, yeah, you start kicking
1: legs out and, and then I'm just
2: like, dude, like, I
0: guess, I guess, Willie, my, my takeaway is there's the difference, right? So, yeah, I, I love the whole stick up for your teammate mentality of team sports. So, yes, if, If Benny is skating down the boards and somebody in a beer league comes up and clearly lines him up and just hits him, like, yeah, we know that all of us are going to go in there and you're going to, you're going to go to war. You're going to stand up for your buddy. But if it's a situation where, you know, I'm I'm not as it means a lot the, to me, guys. Thank yeah, you. But like <laughs> so perfect example is me, right? I'm not as strong of a skater as you guys. I picked up the game later in life. So if I'm in front of the net
1: gonna fool me someone,
0: and someone bumps into me and I go down, that doesn't mean it was a dirty play, and you guys gotta come running over to go fight the guy. It's just Even though I'm a bigger guy out there, I'm not as strong on my skates as, you know, someone like you guys that's been playing your whole life. And that's cool. But you have have to be able to distinguish the difference.
1: Yeah, I think it's just remembering to, like, specifically someone in your situation, you haven't been in a real game where you have to legitimately worry about being body checked every time you get the puck.
0: Right. That's not how you grew up playing. I've only right. I've only played Beer League. I didn't play youth exactly. growing
1: up. Yeah, where beer league you gotta watch out for the you know, the village idiot that's just running around with his sickle just doing the time. Doing time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta I think that's something I always try to remember too. Um but it's very it's something where the the net front stuff when you start messing with goalies you're snowing them it's it plays into that too it's like buddy what are you doing you're just asking to start a problem that stuff bugs me almost as much as what you're saying for sure uh the the guy who but i tend to agree with willie more on this i think the guy who's got nothing else and he's just running around out there, you know, all he's going to do is be able to stick his leg out and you're going to end up going knee to knee or something, slashing guys, doing that kind of shit. That's where it's it's frustrating. Um, but it, almost if it's like a guy who I know can play and he wants to be the pain in the ass and that's the game he wants to welcome, that's fine. I don't want to deal with that at all, but – there's ways around it to where you don't have to risk, you know, being injured right. as much or just, you know, dropping the gloves. There's ways you can work around it. I well, find my
2: that. my question you don't have to name names is it the other team or your team? Because I feel like I'm not going to want to go if that's on my team. That's going to that's going to affect me more. I can deal with it if it's the other team. But if the guy on my own team and I'm just like Oh, so like, you're
0: saying you're saying like if I'm out there, yeah, obviously we're we're all teammates on on our Harbor Center team. So like if I'm man. out there and I'm instigating with the other team and I'm just being a prick doing dumb shit out there, you're gonna be like, I don't want to deal with this because like this isn't my fight. Right in a way yeah. because yeah, he, and especially I, and, and I agree I agree with you. Billy, yeah, hundred yeah.
2: percent. See that's the thing. I had there's two of them. There's the ticking time bomb who's the one guy you can always count on that's gonna blow up. It's just a matter of time. He, yeah. every time he steps on the ice, that's when the, the timer starts. Yeah, we, we got that do- we got and that the-
0: guy off our team. The
1: fuse is lit <laughs> and it's just going.
2: Yeah, who knows how long that fuse is, but it's gonna go that game.
1: Yeah. It's or like it's
2: fry. the guy oh sorry. It's the or it's the guy that I know I can't keep up. Like if someone gets around me, I'm going to trip you because you got around me. I can't control myself because I don't have the skill to keep up or right. whatever it is. I don't know if that's anger or what have you, but that one is like you're in beer league. You're in you. There's no contact. You can bump. Who? Yeah, there's a respectful right. bump and a hard battle in the corner. Oxen there's nothing out. wrong with that. I nothing wrong with that. Out. But as soon as that elbow comes up in the corner or something a little extra you're you're aware that you're doing that to someone else that's not a subconscious thing and if someone's going to do that and they're on your team i'm not if they hit you i'm gonna let you fight on the ground
0: you do you say so if someone on your team is doing that and you get back to the bench do you say something do you say (laughs) something to your teammate and be like "Dude, dude knock it off i'm not trying to get into it tonight not I feeling feel like, a brawl, not feeling, or just
2: let him know. Like, if he's gonna do that, I don't have your back, I don't agree with what you're doing out there. Like, okay, yeah, that's it. not like, in now, can, I ask, can
0: I ask you guys this? Being from both of you played competitive hockey at a relatively high level, right? So, does that was that mentality different when you were? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> acha legend William, yeah, that's what I uh, get it right, baby, you know, uh, but uh. Like, was that mentality different when you were in those leagues where it's obviously full checking? You got to keep your head up or you're going to get laid out at center ice. So, like, if your teammate was being that asshole out there, would you defend him no matter what in those cases?
1: Depends on the game for me, um, because... I had a I had a buddy playing travel growing up. He was the best I have ever seen at just completely getting the opponent's head out of the game where he didn't fight people. He didn't make a scene. He didn't scream. All he would do is he would just be in front of the net and he would just whisper weird stuff to people. Like he would just get in tight. He would lean on you a little bit. He's not throwing elbows, cross checks, slashes, nothing. He's just constantly in the way and he just – he, has that pre- he had that presence where, for some reason, the opponent's defenseman just went nuts if he was around the net. And when when Connor was doing that stuff, and we saw him getting involved in little scrums after the Wilson, we're like, all right, it's, like, it's similar to a player like Jeff Skinner. When you see Jeff Skinner getting involved where he's cross-checking guys and he's barking on the bench, you know he's engaged in the game, and that's good news. But the thing is, with those players – are they a guy that you know he knows where the line is and he can keep the composure, or is it a guy who constantly crosses it? And then while he's trying to do something that's going to help the mental game, he instead takes it too far, and now we're killing a penalty. So that's the that was always the line for me. If you're doing it and you're causing us to be down a guy, then we have an issue. But, I mean, if, it co- if, it, if it's even Steven and, you know, you're – you're snowing the goalie and some defenseman comes and just cold cocks you just cause you snowed the goalie. I'll I'll get in there. I'll get involved. It's okay. It is what it, it just it, It's very situational. But again, this is all with the context for me of like you mentioned, I'm thinking back to when, you know, pre, you know, hockey was a real. Like there was still the outlook like I was gonna have some sort of career in this thing, right? Where you're playing travel, triple A, high school, thinking about juniors and all this shit, right? So it's not a a smorgasbord beer league or a Harbor Center beer league or wherever, holiday leisure, where it is what it is. It's beer league. We want to throw some sauce around, do a couple toe drags. Maybe somebody pops a bottle, getting some good chirping matches, a little shoving stuff, but nobody's Nobody's having to go to to sisters, you know, to to get a wrist reset and stuff like that. Are you speaking for personal experience? I I in fact am on the wrist one, Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, it's it it is important. Yeah, it's 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 the distinction of it's beer league versus when it actually fucking matters. Not saying beer league doesn't, but the on the ice part of beer league is just a part of the equation where. It was like that in youth, juniors for you, Willie. Wherever, right? But you, you, it, the the on ice mat was was always like the more important. Where now for beer league, it's the locker room. It's it's the on the bench chats. It's it's different now when you're older.
2: Yeah, definitely. No, I I think no, I agree with you. I think like Mar- I'll, I'm going to put it in a way. It's like don't think about it as beer league, but just in hockey in general, like marshy Mm marshawn knows how to get himself into situations he's smart about it he does it until he knows he's got you right here and then he'll like he'll avoid it and then he'll go away or he'll stick his nose in a little bit more yeah not no pun intended
1: yeah well no it's fair i think it's fair (laughs) but he would appreciate that i feel
2: if if you're gonna lick someone i'm not gonna stand up for you that's that's the bottom line. You deserve to get punched in the face. I, yeah. I'm not out there. I'm not out there licking people with you. Like I'm not gonna do that with you. I'm sorry, no. uh, but that's like you have to know where the line is. And if you can't control yourself, I don't. That's it's gonna affect like my enjoyment because yeah. I do feel kind of you know I I feel obligated to kind of stand up for you for that and person. that's the
1: like, that's the annoyance because you see a guy running around you know cross-checking people at like at some point if he especially if he's doing it to guys who you can see even in beer league who are kind of making the the the, the soup stir if you will the, the straw that stirs the drink some of the better players who dominate the possession and they're carrying the puck and shit if you start going after them And especially if you're someone who's like that on your team where you're on the power plays, you're carrying the puck up a lot, you know, a lot of involvement in the offensive zone. And because now I'm thinking about, all right, they see that fucking Tudor is every time there's a guy in front of the net, he just starts murdering their ankles. So when I'm in front of the net waiting to tip a wrister from Willie up at the point, I'm, you know, I'm not focusing on. What I want to focus on, um, that's in the back of my head, and then it's and then you sit there and you're like, well, fuck, it's beer league. Why do I have to worry about that? And it's just that stupid. But cycle. you do, but yeah. you
2: do have to worry about it. Dude. Yeah, like everyone yeah. does.
1: Well, like you, you just had that the, your shit with your tooth because you got mugged in rolling. Yeah, yeah, got, and he got. I, 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 if the guy had hair, I would have thought it was Troy Palomalu. I swear, he was number forty-three too. <laughs> the, guy, the defenseman that wrapped you up—it was incredible.
2: Oh, I mean, so I, wild! it was it's like, just weird. I
1: got, I got fired up. Like I had that team plus one and a half when he tackled you. And I was like, wait a minute. Shit. That was Willie. Oh shit. We're playing hockey. You can't do that. Like, that's the thing is I will,
2: in that, in that situation, I tried to skate around someone and he purposely like tried to put his body in front of me, which is fine. But when you're doing that, I'm already around you. You're going to wrap me up. And then I fell on my back and then he fell on top of me. Knee. Boop. Right in my mouth, so I was like, just because you were mad that I was, I wasn't even in possession of the puck, like, but I was around you, and if you're gonna get mad at that, like,
1: well, didn't you yeah, try that one? You do played
2: your league. I don't know, like, well, did, I don't know what to say.
1: Well, that, the one in roller, I remember, you pulled it. Contacts me and Willie playing a roller team together. So you. You like did that not toe drag? You did. Uh-huh. You did that toe <laughs> drag. League champ started off 0 and 5. Not a big deal. Yeah, um, not a big deal. <laughs> going back and back. Not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, um. So you did that one. I thought, if I'm remembering correctly, where you t- you pull it in and then you flip it up and try and bounce it through their legs like yeah. when you do that and roller. I think you did that and it worked. And you went around him and he realized what you did and he just. Yeah. <laughs> <people> <laughs> are, like, nope. Yeah. It's like the yeah, it's like one of those soccer tackles where the guy knows he's beat and he just fucking grabs the jersey and yanks you down. Where yeah. it. it's just <laughs> like you know you're getting a card for it, but you just got to do it. It was it was one of those. It was kind of his demeanor from what I remember. But yeah, that's all shit you run into when it's beer leagues and rec leagues now with adults. You're always going to have those risks of those guys. Yeah. But uh, did you have others, tutor? You probably got a few. yeah. I know I had I had another one. It was just one.
2: Yeah, here we go. No, I,
0: I had another one. I think this one actually you know i th- i thought i was going to get more disagreement on this one than the other one but um guys ripping clappers from the point into traffic
1: oh i i did that in my holiday league not 2 weeks ago and i f- I fucking ripped it. I haven't hit a clapper like that in probably eight years. And I have no shame. You can ask Cavo about it the next time you <laughs> saw him because he was waiting to tip it and he moved away because it was just a laser beam. But it was one of those ones where you just catch perfect. I did not wind up like a clapper. It was like up to it was below for the, my waist. For the
0: league the league I'm playing tonight one of the guys on this team is the defenseman on their team, and it's only a four-team draft league. It's only like the second season they've done it. So you play the same team once every three weeks. So everyone yeah. kind of – it's like that – almost like that COVID year where you only played in your division where teams just got fucking sick of each other because oh, they yeah. play each other all the time <laughs> and get under yeah. each other's skin. Yeah, that was but kind of fun kid, though for us. This kid like consistently will just stand it like – just at the top of the circle or like between the top of the circle and the blue line and just like look at traffic in front of the net and just rip like a chest high clapper, like right there. And it it drives me (laughs) fucking nuts, right? It's like, Hey, if you are, if you are good enough where you can keep that like ankle height or, you know, skate height, and it's going to be for the intention is for a tip or a shot for a rebound. Sure. But if you got four guys standing in front of the net that all got to go to work in the morning and you're ripping a clapper at my rib cage or my neck, <laughs> go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> tell <laughs> them, tell oh, them yeah, dudes, tell <laughs> them damn <it. laughs> Am, I, am so, I wrong? No, <laughs> for context, like I feel bad disagreeing because I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I'm somebody. Like, like I know it people.
0: probably sounds soft, but I think the context is this is a ten thirty beer league game on a Tuesday that I'm going to play in a few hours from now. I got to log on for work tomorrow morning, and so do you.
1: So this okay. is going to sound bad. Nick, you're listening. Don't take this the wrong way. The fact when I saw it, when I looked up and I saw that Nick was the only guy on the right side of the net I took this shot from the right point and the goalie came out, but he was cheating thinking I was going far post. So I saw it above like, you know, right here, you know, the ear shoulder. So I said, yeah, you know, I'll give it, I'll give it a little quick one, little three quarter. And I, daddy just caught it right. And it, it just sailed right in there. And, and Cav knew it. Cav was fine. He just watched it right there, but there wasn't like tutor when you're describing this for your pet, the, I picture the guys like in the middle, there's, Oh so, yeah, no, this is there's so, five she, guys in front of the net just waiting yeah. and he's trying to bury it top like jet. There's
0: like there's yeah. absolutely no chance you're getting it through there without hitting somebody.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it's not let him it's fly. Not, let and him fly. Not, right. And,
0: and it's not hitting somebody that like that like is intentionally skating over there trying to block a shot like they're on the penalty kill in the NHL or something like that it's literally just you've got five guys in front of the net like all just kind of skating through or like you know you might have a net front presence guy you've got the defenseman right there and you're just ripping one chest tight.
1: wait so is this one specific guy in this league is this there the is, there is, so
0: there's there's one specific guy but I've noticed in the last few weeks a few other guys do it. And I don't care about clappers, right? Like if you're if you're skating down and it's like a two on one or something and defensemans play in the pass and you want to just shoot hard on the goalie, by all means, let it fucking rip. But I just look at it in terms of you're shooting high as hard as you can into traffic and you know you're probably gonna hit somebody.
1: Yeah now the question and a lot of me, guys ain't wearing chesties and right and, and that's a thing too in. right
0: like how many guys do we know that don't wear chest not wearing uppers because you're not there to block shots a lot of guys
1: i know you two have seen my chest protector oh, yeah. i mean it's it's there but it's she's she's got a specific purpose she's she's protecting the, the front that's it <laughs> the heart yeah, right there. Not, not the shoulders. <laughs> not I the ribs. Yeah, not the ribs or the shoulders. <laughs> you know, that's so.
2: not what's important.
1: Yeah, or anything. Now, in yeah. So
2: now, is it the same guy?
1: Yeah. This. So this is the same
0: guy I'm thinking of. Um, the and, same
2: guy who's the time bomb who's just out there hitting people. Oh, He's, no, no, same oh, guy. No, He's the other one, a
0: different. It's a different guy. Oh, a different I was gonna oh, say if oh, it's I the same guy. Saying, no, no, Holy. No, no, it's a So the the time bombs are the guys who, it's kind of like what you said earlier, Willie, where it's guys that are not toward the top half of the league in terms of ability. So they go out there, and I think their mentality is... I want to do something for the team and like this is what I play I'm hard. To, and this is what I'm going to contribute, which like if you want to play hard, you want to hit me with, you know, a good hard stick lift or a poke check or we're on the boards and you know you want to battle, let's go. But there's a difference between that and like the puck is literally on the other side of the offensive zone and I'm skating through and you're just going to like throw a shoulder into me, like that it's just unnecessary, right? But it's yeah. like, that's what these guys are are trying to do because they're toward the lower end of the skill spectrum there, right? It'd be like me in Silver League getting beat at Harbor Center and then just like taking a guy down or just like two-handing him in the ankle because he's better than me, right? Yeah. Like, you know what you're signing up for with these leagues. You know, I know in certain leagues, I'm going to be at the bottom end of the skill level, but you have to accept that and try to adjust your play accordingly without being a scumbag. Yeah. The the kid that who's ripping the kid who's ripping the clapper from the top of the circle, quite honestly, is I think the kid who really just thinks that this is like either an NHL video game or you know living out their living out their pee wee dreams because you know they think that you know puck's on net, which hey, that's great. But like I said,
1: just just shoot it, just shoot it low. I got to intercede here, you know, and this too, I mean, for everybody listening, this is a guy who spent, this is coming from a guy who spends a lot of time in the front of the net. Yeah. You know, he wants to, he wants to get his hands on that puck, his blade on that puck and bury it as much as the next guy. Give yeah. him a chance to do it. If he's got a duck, like he's at Normandy beach, when you're up top there ripping him, it's just not good.
0: Now, now I will say in this same league two weeks ago, one of my, one of my good buddies is one of our defensemen. And mm. um, it was really funny because this same situation happened. Um, I don't think so, he's a little bit older. Um, yeah, that's fine. Met, a, met him through our, our I, thought, I thought it was
1: a very specific person that you were intentionally but, not naming.
0: Oh, no, 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 uh, not Hop, if that's who you were thinking of for defense. I don't but, know, that, but,
1: yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but
0: he uh, so he's at the point I'm in front of the net, kind of off to the side. Um, And time out here. The only thing better than a cold blue light
1: (laughs) is sharing it with your
0: friends. Is another cold blue (laughs) light. Another.
2: He said time out. All right. Time in. Time in.
0: Um but so this guy, I'm in front of the net, right? And I watch him wind up and he makes eye contact eye contact with me where he's going to try to shoot that low like clapper where I can maybe tip it to uh, in or like at least get it on the goalie. He makes eye contact with me, winds up, fires. I scored a Doug Glatt goal. I literally, he shot it so hard. I, I put my stick vertically to try to hit it off like the shaft of the stick. And I turned, it literally hit off my hip and went over the goalie's shoulder in it.
2: Off the old dumper, dudes. That's it why was, you're in front, baby. It was Put yeah. a wagon right in front of him.
0: Yeah, um, baby. No, Park that trailer you know, right there, baby. It was just it was hilarious because like he makes eye contact with me and just <laughs> rips it off my off my ass and into the net right over the <laughs> shoulder. So absolutely hilarious. But Sooner said,
1: oops. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude, uh, that's good.
1: That would have been a good uh, ride the bull for the Sally for that goal.
0: Oh my God. It was incredible. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So that was, that was kind of my, my second thought there, but do you guys, do you guys have any like beer league hockey pet peeves? Like anything you guys see out there that just drives you nuts?
1: Nothing. I mean, there's, there's always stuff I see. I mean, for me, the chirps are just, out of control, and I don't mean in a good way. Some of the shit that people say is so goddamn boring that they probably think they're winning a chirp battle with me, but I'm just so disinterested in whatever you said. Yeah, do you like, know,
0: do you know that, who Undercover though has the best beer league chirps ever? I do, and I and I don't even know what he says, but our fearless leader Matt Keeler has. Yeah. Potentially oh. the best beer league chirps ever because he's so quiet and like unassuming out there, but he plays in that style where he's every play is clean, but he is all over you. He's he's stick lifting guys and getting the puck when they're trying to break it out. I'm just, gonna give him some credit. I'm gonna give him some credit. You should see every play is clean. His, part. his forecheck I mean, is his forecheck's unbelievable, but he, he
1: indulges. It.
0: He gets guys (laughs) to that Marchand-like level where they are just off the edge, and it's hilarious because you don't even see him chirp the guy, so he must just say it casually like under his breath when he's right next to him, but I've never seen anyone in beer league have people just go after him after the whistle like Keeler, and it's incredible because they'll go after him, and then he just skates away after like laughing like nothing happened.
1: The silent yeah. killer. He, well, he always played that way. Did he? He really did. Yeah. He just, so he does the exact same shit he does now, except, you know, back in the day, you could, he could hit people. And he was like, he had a nice reverse hit, very nice reverse hit when no one was expecting it. But what it really, Tudor, I've, and for me, in all the years I've known him, obviously, what it is, he, it's just—it's just like the way he says it. Like when you when you hear him say what he says, it's just so matter of fact. You're like, this guy just like read my soul. <laughs> and it's it's one of like just from like when I get to hear him do it, it's that's what I am th- like just the way people look at him. It's like he really must have real. It's just the tone and the matter of fact way he says it. Like it's just the reality of the situation. Like. You look like you just learned how to play yesterday. Like just the way he will say like just something like that. And right? it's just like uh it's and he's he is very creative with some of the stuff he brings up too. He's like he's got a nice nice spread as far as topics, I would say. So it's very inspirational for me too. Um whereas I'm not I'm 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 subtle like that, but I have more fun when it's like an out loud one that extends shift by shift. And I like, I like the, the ongoing game of, uh, you know, just the, it's, it's one way I would get engaged too. And now that we have been talking about beer league, I never seek it out. I just, if someone starts it with me, I'm like, okay, been here before. Let's go. It's, it's fine. It's one of those things. I mean, you remember one, you always bring up one. I had, I don't even remember what I said. um, Oh, I remember, because it was it was
0: literally, so there was... We're but it's a perfect
1: bench. example on, of the things the I say.
0: Yeah, we're on the bench, and the face-off came out for like an offsides or something, and it was just outside the zone right in front of us. And all of a sudden, the defenseman skates up right in front of you and I, and he must have gone on like pro-stock hockey or something, and gotten like a pair of pants that had... An NHL team's logo on it. I can't remember the logo, but he was clearly just not one of their better players. And, ben, and Benny just casually leans over the glass or leans over the boards, like three feet away from the guy, and just goes, "Hey, what round did you get drafted in?" And I don't know why, but I I literally could not stop laughing for about five minutes. I just couldn't. And it was like one of those things, like he didn't say anything like terrible. He wasn't going after the guy. It wasn't a personal attack. It was just, he saw that the guy had like an NHL team's logo on his pants and just decided to throw that out there. And those, those chirps always get me every time.
1: Yeah. It's, it's still, it's where you like, you don't expect it to be a chirp. And then you like, you're done listening and you're like, Oh, wait. (laughs) Those are always like, those are fun. Um, I, those are fun to just witness too. Like I always have a blast when I get to witness those. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. And that's some of the stuff though. Like we have, we're talking about it now. We have fun with that, but that's the kind of shit at some point it's going to lead to, you know, some of the shit we were talking about earlier.
0: It the, it is, you know. but like those are the chirps that I think are hilarious, right? Because you're not talking about a guy's like girlfriend or wife or whatever. Like you're just you're making a funny joke about something he's yeah. wearing gear-wise, right? You're not you're not crossing a line to get a reaction.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely I love when I hear a nice creative one that just makes it so and then there was one where um on the, the team I the other team I play with Cav on where it's some guy on the ice got chirped by a guy on our bench and then he actually had a really good response. I don't remember what he said or who it was, but it was one where like after he said it and we heard him, we were like, Hey, we started tapping the bench. It was just like, that was good. Like respect. And and that I think is the beautiful part of
0: beer league when it works out like that is you go in and obviously like, we're all competitive. We all want to win. Right. But it's fun when stuff like that happens and it's not hostile between the teams and you're just like, you know, stick tapping, like laughing at something the other guy said or they're laughing at something you said to one of their teammates. And then you're in the parking lot after the game having a couple beers and they're out there and you end up chatting with them like that's what makes beer league fun.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's cool that you understand that
2: too, because you haven't you haven't played like you didn't play travel growing up. Like, right, you're able to understand all of these little nuances and like characteristics of players that are like on a team. Like, one, the beauty of beer league, like you could pick your team, right? Yeah. So, like next year, you don't have to deal with that guy. Like travel, you kind of had to deal with whoever was on your team. So, so yeah, you playing I mean, who you're Playing with
0: that's a thing, right? It's like our team. It's been. Kind of formed over the years, and like you know, Benny and Cav and Keeler were on it before me, and then they brought me in. They brought you in, and over the years, it's just kind of formed into a really cohesive group of guys. But the guys, the guys that were those assholes in the locker room, just don't get asked to come back and play again.
1: Yeah, they don't last because it's just it's they they eventually just I don't I don't even know why but it's just it's one of those like natural things that just kind of weans it out yeah you know um what else though boys I mean I those are those that was just two points and that took up almost 40 minutes that's that's pretty impressive um I uh any thoughts on uh I know I dudes I know tiger tiger played this weekend yeah. uh, you know so i I, i'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it and i know we got we have another golf guy who's now in the fray so (laughs) we gotta yeah it's it's gonna be good um more to come on that too folks this will be that's a little easter egg we're just gonna throw in here at forty seventeen. anyone who picks it up uh more to come more to come um but yeah Yeah, the uh the tiger thing um i'm starting to get back in that mode where it's fun when he doesn't do good I'm sorry. Uh, it's just too uh, m- too many people. It's the gamblers. It's the fucking guys who just got to gamble on something. And Tiger hits a bogey. The he fucking shit and all this shit. And it's just it's something where it's not even Tiger anymore. It's the fans of Tiger. He's becoming like the Yankees and the fucking Maple Leafs to me. It's uh, just something. It's this realization I had just ripping through Twitter. During I his think, round.
0: I, I will say, I talk about it, an
1: unpopular contestant. That was, no, that was you know no, big I mean, was just, big yeah, topic. No, that's,
0: that's that's a bomb because, uh, um, yeah, that's a bomb. God, I love Eldrick Woods, but uh, no, no, no,
1: just listen, Tiger, no, I, of, I, Tiger I'm Woods, you. No, I fans, you know what I'm saying?
0: It's not a because shot because it's. No, I'm I'm with you because I feel the same way about certain sports teams where I don't have an issue with the team or anyone on the team. Their fans just annoy the shit out of me, so I root for them to lose every week. Toronto
1: Maple Leafs because are I because I don't like listening. For me so first.
0: I'm I'm with you. I get it. So that that makes sense. But I will say, I think with Tiger, what I've noticed is over the years. Obviously, we know that golf took on a lot more popularity the last three to four years, right? And a lot of that is due to COVID. Um, But what's interesting to me is, so, like, I remember growing up and thinking, like, Golf was just this stuffy sport. Like, it's no fun. I remember my cousin Alex and I used to make fun of, like, my uncle, like, jokingly, because
1: Shout out to it. Cousin Alex.
0: Yeah, right? Great guy. Shout um, out to
1: Cousin Alex. Continue. He Because he, he
0: liked to play golf, and both of us were, you know, 10, 12-year-old kids, and, you know, we're playing street hockey together. We're both baseball players. We're doing this other stuff where, like, golf is boring. Like, how do you do this shit? And then I remember watching Tiger play. And it was like that dude made golf cool. Like he made you think, wow, this sport, like these are athletes, and he made you want to go out and hit a hundred balls after you know after whatever he you were trained. doing.
1: Tiger Woods he, he did. Transcended golf like Michael Jordan transcended but, basketball.
0: But what I've noticed is I think Tiger Really inspired a whole generation of players that are, you know, oh. about about our age, right? So you see a lot of these younger guys on tour, like a Justin Thomas, a Max Homa, John Rahm. They talk about how big of Tiger Woods fans they were when they were kids, and now how cool it is to play with him and play against him. How
2: cool is and it's that shit?
0: and it's so sick to see. But a lot of the people that I see, so like I've kind of grown through that where I've always kind of just loved watching him, love the way he carries himself, understanding how he attacks the game. But a lot of the fans, I guess this is a really roundabout way to get there, but I think a lot of the fans that are the most vocal and obnoxious, or we'll call them the waste management open 16th hole fans. <laughs> um as much, as much as that tournament's electric, yeah, they're the people who maybe weren't into golf until the last two or three years and didn't really watch Tiger Woods when they were growing up and get inspired by it. And now yeah. they're just jumping on the bandwagon, being louder than the person before them. Right? It's it's yeah. the person. It's the person, and I hate to call it out because there's so many of them. It's the person that grew up never cared about the Buffalo Bills, and now that they're good for the last two or three years, they're the loudest people in in your group chat.
1: First one to take a header through the table. Exactly. So it's like,
0: it's kind of that where I think those, I think those type of things sour it for someone maybe in your position, because then you get someone who's been, you know, fans for years and years or really been inspired to play their own golf game because of him. And it's like, man, like I watch him play and I just, even this weekend, right? When he goes out there on, you know, on Friday and shoots, uh shoots a six or he shoots 69 to open. And then he goes nice. out on Saturday. Yeah. Nice score. Then he goes out on Friday, struggles <laughs> with the putter a little bit. And then you see him battle back and shoot a 67 on Saturday. You're like, damn, like this guy can fight with the best.
2: Dude's a stick. Dude is dude can still golf. Right, just needs a right foot. That's nah. what's
0: that's what's crazy is the fact that he's literally doing it with a reconstructed spine and a bionic right leg, and still is out driving some of these guys and beating some of the better players in the world.
2: Dude, I don't understand it. I really don't get it. Riviera is a beautiful course that they just played at, and it's really set up. I think there's like these one or two holes where you're not really even forced to as a right-handed golfer to draw the golf ball. So Tiger can just hit that left to right all day. And he found that groove and he, I forgot the one hole that it was. He was like 323, like had the longest drive of the day Mm -hmm. with a fake foot. Like this dude is the dude can golf still like, and I really think that you put him on a golf course that he's won on before he's played hundreds of times. He really loves and he's going to win. He will win again. You know, I guarantee we'll,
0: it. Do you know how upset Benny would be if Tiger won the Masters this oh, year?
2: I w- oh, why don't, we, why don't we bet right now? Why don't we bet? I'm not, I don't think he's going to win the Masters this year. I don't, year. I don't think I that's don't, his I, favorite course. I don't yeah. think that that would be his best place to. I would to, love to see but, it as a
1: sports guy, as somebody who's just a fan of, yeah. you know, awesome shit. That'd be awesome. But. <laughs> as the gambling man, if you two muppets are going to sit there and both take Tiger and I get the field, I'm going to do it all day. Uh,
0: yeah. No, I, I'm no, with I you, honey. But I, uh, no, I, I understand what you're saying though. When we look at it through the lens of sports as a whole, right? Like every, and I think it's different for every person, but every person has a couple teams or a couple individuals that they just don't like for no other reason. Other than they think that they think the fan base is obnoxious. And I get that. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you I that's the best way I could have put it was to say like the Yankee those annoying Yankee fans or those annoying Toronto fans. Oh
0: 27 World Series. Yeah,
1: where it's like you have where the majority of all those fan bases like I know a few Toronto fans, our, Willie, our buddy James, Canadian citizen, born yeah, and raised, hard, moved over her, hard Leafs, fan. Hard Leafs fan, but he's like, hey, eh? it was just like, dude, talking with James, how are, yeah, what do you think about the Leafs, buddy, up there in three, he's like, hey, you still got to play fucking Tampa, and we don't know how that's going to go, so it's like, yeah, yeah, they get it, they get it, and in a weird, beautiful way, as a Sabres fan, it's like, I can relate to you in a way. Where you you get, like, close – you get, like – they get, like, annoyingly close to, like, breaking that 1962 or four or whatever it is last time they won the cup thing. And – For us, it's like we don't even get that close, but it's still insane. It's insanely impossible to not make the playoffs for 12 years in the fucking NHL when half the fucking league makes it. Up until Seattle came in, more than half the league made it, but we don't have to go there. Um, We can. We could. We we could. We got, you know, Ryan (laughs) O'Reilly's playing. I got to get ready. I got to get in the zone.
0: Um, I do. do I. I do want to ask you guys about that, because, Benny, we all know the history of this podcast is I love to bring up the Ryan O'Reilly trade around Benny. uh, Any chance I
2: get. I've never heard his side. and
0: And the best thing ever is Tage Thompson has done a damn good job of making that a great trade.
1: But, it makes it it makes it it makes when you bring it up now so yeah, much more interesting it makes
0: it yeah like a couple years ago like two years ago when I would bring this up like you could just see like if Benny ever wanted to punch somebody in the face it was probably me <laughs> in that moment uh, but, I don't even remember <laughs> but like
1: I so, would not care that much but
0: so I look at it and a night like tonight the maple Leafs are coming to town. They obviously just traded this week or within the last week for Ryan O'Reilly and um, Achari from uh, St. Louis. What's, one, what do you think, because obviously the Sabres fans hate Leafs and they hate the Leafs fans. What do you think the reception for O'Reilly is tonight? And how do you feel about seeing him playing against the Sabres in a Leaf jersey.
1: I mean, it makes me sick to my stomach to see him in a Leafs jersey. I'll just say that. It sucks. It, But it does that with Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, honestly. I Any- would have loved to see Tavares be there. But where yeah. I go back with Tavares, it's something where I'm not going to sit here and be that douche and pretend I don't get it. Yeah. Any Canadian kid who can have the chance – to go to Toronto in front of those clowns that is that media. Not all of them. Yeah. Just have to say that now, but there are, are, there's a lot. Um, And just the insanity that comes with that and just having that opportunity where I'm sure for those guys, it feels like it's like a civic duty at a certain point, like, especially if you were born in Ontario or you just, you're, your dad and your uncle who taught you how to play release fans whatever the fucking case is right so from that perspective like as just a fan of the guy like that excites me that he has that opportunity to contribute and play with Matthews Tavares Nylander and all these studs um <laughs> that being said I mean the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> That's you better win the cup. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you right now, for what she came up, you better win the cup. Um, Kyle Tubas, I mean, he does it again, but um, because it's one of these moves where I saw the trade and I'm like, why wouldn't they just wait if I were them? Because I think some of their lack of success is because they jump to these moves with trades or signings where they feel they have to keep these guys or they have to get these guys now. you know, they, they do – I can't – why am I blanking on a move they made last year? They they did a couple things where they – you just feel they're overpaying. Maybe it was defenseman, was it Muzzin, the asset Muzzin, they gave up yeah. from Jake Muzzin, where it's like they just somehow – they can be so loaded in some spots when it comes to speed and skill guys offensively, and then they just whiff on defensemen. We're like nothing against Morgan Riley, but if he's the best defenseman on your team – Eh. I mean, you, maybe maybe five years ago is, is a little different, but the problem with him Giordano, is like,
0: – Yeah,
1: the older, right? So it's – I don't know, man. I have a tough time seeing where that – what they paid to get those guys. I mean, Achari maybe he sticks around. He's a good depth piece where you need some guy who's big, strong, little – a Zach Hyman style player that they lost to Edmonton, which if you, if you're going to argue with me, that didn't hurt them last year in the playoffs. I, you just, you don't understand hockey in my opinion. So I got, I don't know what to tell you. Um, But where I'm going with this is just the price you give up to get O'Reilly. For me, when I saw that I'm like, and I knew he was available. I'm thinking someone I view as a serious contender is getting him who I think can win the cup right now this year. And I thought about it and I said, I don't know who that team is. You know, is it Boston? I think personally they've peaked too early. They're nasty, but they're old. And I think they've been playing too well too quickly. You see it time and time again, I think in the league. Um, I don't know what other team made more sense for him to go to, but at the same time, I think in a way, I kind of respect what Toronto's doing in not being gun shy and trying to just get this monkey off their back. So in a way, it's funny to me as a fan of a team who's across, you know, a close rival. Um, especially as the team, as our team gets better, the Sabres, it becomes more of a rivalry. But to see them give up the assets they did for a rental, probably in O'Reilly. Um Wow. So you, you you almost think though that
0: Dubis had to, because like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking
1: that's a good point. You, I didn't really if you yeah lose,
0: if you make the playoffs with that roster this many years in a row, and you get bounced in the first round time after time, if you are that GM, can you even afford to not make that type of splash and then go into the playoffs? Because then if it happens really again. Point. Everyone's gonna be like, "You're a moron." How many times have you watched this play out, and you still haven't changed your formula? I think well,
2: too, if it doesn't work, it's gonna happen like that. Yeah, right? and I like think
1: Dubas, we're in we're in a tough spot. He's in where, as much as I'll you know I'll be the first to like chirp him just because he's a part of the Maple Leafs, right? Like <laughs> you know in the front office, but let's be honest, if we're being fair and we're being humans about it, the guys that it's a losing battle no matter what, unless you win. So yeah. I think when you say, did he have to do it, considering what's happened in his reign there, I think that's a really fair point And it makes a ton of sense to me because um, they're trying to win now. They're not thinking about the future. They've made that clear over the years. So for me to laugh at them giving up these assets, it's like, you know, whatever, but it's just, at some point, it's gonna the the foundation's gonna age out, and you're gonna have to reset. And I just think you see it in sports now, when these teams load up and try and win. Look what the Bucs did. Look what the Rams did in the playoffs for yeah. the, or the NFL. Like when you do that, you you're basically saying like one title right now is better than having a legit chance at three in the next seven to ten years.
2: When's the well, last time I, there was a team that did that? Like, when When can you remember that there was, like, a team at trade deadline that was like, let's, if we want an actual shot, let's load up and let's see if it pays off.
1: I think with how much, with the cap control and everything with that being considered, I think there's, there's teams that do it could you argue could you argue
0: though that in 2018 the blues did it when they got o'reilly from the sabers yeah. in that trade and then they ended up going from last place to winning the cup yeah. so now
2: look who it is
0: right is ryan o'reilly the key
2: is he is he the key i think he is <laughs> uh, benny doesn't like it he doesn't he's out. factor his
0: nickname's
2: the factor <laughs> Come on! It, is that it?
0: It might be. It might be. So, it, so next year. Could be the difference. So hang on. Let's, let's Thompson play, might be the Let's play, let's play so this scenario. You. Let's play this scenario out. I don't know how many years or if he has any term left on his deal after this season.
1: Oh, I know where you're gonna go with this. Ryan he O'Reilly. Is agent. He is a unrestricted free agent. And he's coming back, baby. Just leave him. Here.
2: Get him back. We got rid of Eichel. Bring bring yeah. Ryan O'Reilly back.
1: The so bareface panda that- is back, baby. Yeah. Oh, we, we need him. Eichel. We dump Eichel. We get an absolute weapon in Tage Thompson for Ryan O'Reilly. He gets traded by the team. He gets traded to want a Conn Smythe and a cup. Thanks for coming. Goes to <laughs> Toronto. Gets bounced in the second round again. And is like, you know what? I got about four years left in this league, and I want to see some prom- I want to head right off into the sunset. Where is he going to do it? Right here. Let's you, see.
2: You imagine Ryan O'Reilly in a goat jersey. He might
1: get fired up at that idea. The, so, I mean, oh the way things God. have turned around, I mean, it's not the craziest thing in the world that you could have a situation where things get fixed because, I mean, it, it's the way in which he was blamed and pushed out. I Everybody involved in that behind closed doors, if they're being honest, knows they fucked that up. Yeah. The trade may have worked out, but the reasonings behind it, yeah.
0: It's better to be lucky than good sometimes.
1: That's it, right there.
2: Just need to bring him back.
1: All right, boys. Ooh, that flew by the first one with Willie. Blue light always helping us out. Shout out to Labat Blue Light. Cold, cold crisp, cold crisp, cold crisp, cleaning. And, um thank you for joining us, everybody. Um, it was great to introduce you to. Our newest acquisition speaking of trade deadline talks but uh yeah long-term contract signed here he
0: kind of looks like mentioned. o'reilly too with the uh beard and the 4500 no
1: cage no visor i'll uh, we'll put it on for good. you i'll do oh, it i oh, put, put it right. on to send off the show love this this guy's coming out i, with a I am
2: ryan o'reilly damn it
1: now he's he was he, look at that. He just, he yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. He just, he looks like Ryan O'Reilly.
1: Make sure you screen snip this at some point, Willie. That's just incredible.
2: God, Everybody, thanks for you having out? me, gents.
1: Yeah. That's uh, the first of a whole fucking lot of these. So um really excited. Can't wait to get you on when Derek's able to come to the four of us can chop it up, but uh, yeah, we're going to be working on more guests, you know, all kinds of new content. Um, there's so much we're we're going to be doing. We got in the works. Stay tuned, everybody. Um, for now, we're going to remain the week-to-week thing. We're trying to make it steady as we plan for the future. But now that Willie's in the fold, there should be no problem. So I appreciate everybody, as always, for sticking around. I know it was longer time off than we planned. Um, but we're back. We're rolling. Go Sabres. Um, shout out to Ryan O'Reilly. Shout out to Willie. Shout out to Toots. Shout out to Derek and everybody else. All the beauties at the brand just and skate skins. It's good to be back, gentlemen. I had a blast. Everybody, thanks for listening. I'm going to leave Tudor and Willie with the final words because I'm feeling charitable today. Send us you off. got Both anything, tudes? Somebody pick something.
0: Well, you know, I hope everyone has a good week. And uh, don't forget, enjoy some nice blue light. Until next time, folks.
2: I'm too short for a long outro, so cheers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Shout out Labat.